Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM, The Voice. I'm Ken Lewis on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And on our show today, our guest is Daniel Miller, all the way from Pocatello, Idaho. Daniel, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Thanks for having me here, Ken. Excited to be here. Well, yeah. Hey, well, I, I think this is the first time we've had you on Heart of the Athlete, right? Yeah. But yeah, you've been involved in F- FCA for a long time. And um, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about your, you know, who you're on staff with and who, what ministry you, you belong with and, and how you got involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah, so about 18 years ago, I started with Catholic Campus Ministries at Idaho State University. And uh, one of my internship projects was to reach out to a part of the campus that um, we didn't feel like we had any connection with. And so FCA had been on campus for um, a while, but they had left. And so I decided to reach out to athletes. I had a few girls on the basketball team um, say they wanted to start a Bible study. So they invited me to come be a part of that and and lead that. And it turned into me becoming the basketball chaplain. And so it was, uh, that was 18 years ago. We, we've loved every minute of it since. And I've been reaching out to all the all the athletes ever since. It's been a great time over here at ISU. Well, that's great. You know, I've always been amazed too at the 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 different small groups that you've been able to just facilitate and foster and encourage over there with the different sports. And uh, boy, it, it seems like it's been almost every sport at at, at you know different years, right? Yeah, absolutely. We. You know, the kind of the beauty of working on the college campus is that it changes every year. It's also the challenge is that it changes every year. Yeah. And I think with athletes, it adds another wrinkle of season by season, it changes. And so, you know, this year we have five small groups. Um, we have track and basketball, football, women's has a, has two small groups that are kind of multi sports in it. And then we meet as a large group too, collectively all together. But we love the small groups because it gives, our students a chance to lead and, and be empowered as leaders and helps them grow in their faith, you know, leading, you learn a lot more. And I think too, there's also a deeper hunger that comes from other students when they see their peers leading. So I really love getting them involved in the, as a small group leaders and watching them take off. That's great. I know that FCA at, at the college campus looks a little different, you know, at high school and junior high campuses, they're meeting before school or at lunch, right? But um, yeah, but your your big FCA group meeting when when does that and when does that meet for you guys there at, at Idaho State? So we meet Sunday nights, and that's mainly because you know, college athletes they have really early morning weights, and then they also have you know evening games during the week, and then during classes all day. But then they also have um, study halls that they have to be at, and so trying to coordinate that with all the sports really are only free nights seemed to be like Sunday nights when everyone wasn't had, had kind of a break. And so that's when we decided to meet with the students. Right. Well, with ISU being in the big sky conference too, I mean, there's some, there's obviously some travel there. Oftentimes they probably miss church on Sunday, right? Whether they're coming in early, getting back to Pocatello early Sunday morning or, or, or anytime during Sunday. Right. 
Yeah, Sundays are Sunday mornings are definitely a challenge because they usually are coming back off Saturday night games and getting in, you know, early, early hours in the morning. So it is, it, it does provide them a good chance to be in Christian community. So I really love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so important. And it, you know, as far as being a disciple and growing in our faith and, you know, getting back to your small group, Daniel, what, it sounds like then you've got your student athletes that are leading those. What kind of content and, and curriculum uh, do you help direct them to? And, and, and what, what are some of the things that you found really successful for them to, to be uh, going through on those small groups? Yeah. So our students, they, they, they come from so many different backgrounds. So I would say, you know, half our group comes from backgrounds where maybe they um, stepped into a church once or twice, but really have no, you know, deep um, connection with the Lord. And so we're always trying to build that bridge from those that um, have had a chance to grow up in Christian households and have more of a, a deep relationship with God to those that have none. And so we always create the groups are always walking through the basics every single week. And so we really teach um, our student leaders, you know, what are the fundamentals of Christianity, like the the basic tenets of the faith. And then we always ask the question, you know, in every lesson, where's the gospel? Like, has the good news been presented that right. we're saved by grace? And mm-hmm. and so that always has to be a part of it. Um, this year, we, we are walking through the acronym um, TIME, which uh, basically we're reading through the small books in the New Testament. And the acronym TIME stands for Truth, Insight, Mission, and Encounter. And with that, it's you read it, we have them underline or highlight or write out a truth in the word. And then we have them ask, like, what's the insight that you're seeing from that? And then from that, like, how are you applying that to your life in a mission? And then the encounter is you you were taking all that and bringing it to the feet of Jesus and saying, God, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. Now, how do I, how do I walk with you in that process? Mm-hmm. And so we're really trying to get them to connect the truth of the Bible to their everyday life, because that's what we feel like the Holy Spirit is leading us in is, is walking that out in every day. And so it's been, it's been really fun. So it's almost like a self-directed study that they do. And it's great because everybody comes in the different backgrounds actually really help make it diverse discussion. And so we love it. Wow. That sounds, sounds so fun. Sounds so exciting. Well, I know that, you know, obviously you're, in this ministry, you've been in it for quite some time. And, um, you know, for you, your calling as a, as a disciple and as a Christian, and you know, how does that make you feel seeing these groups get started? You're not leading them all, but you get an opportunity to kind of help coach them up a little bit. What, what is that? What is the Lord, you know, you know, how, how does that make you feel? And how does the Lord, how does that help confirm the, the calling that God has on your life? Yeah. I think for me, there's just, know, immense joy and hope. I feel like this next generation just loves the Lord and they're so genuine. Like it doesn't matter their faith background. There's just a genuineness in this generation. They, they smell BS, you know, a mile away. They, they've had everything in the world sold to them. And so they can spot, you know, fake and hype and they, yeah, they're just, they're really good at lie detectors. And so that's made them genuine with their friends. They don't hold things back and and they just share. And to me, that is something that is powerful that I think they're bringing to the world as a whole. And, um, and I love that. I'm excited about it. I think when I think of them, 
I think of you know the book of Daniel, where Daniel is this righteous man living in a an unrighteous culture, and how does he walk it out? And um, and what we're really trying to impart to our students is like Daniel, it takes time to see the results that God has. Um, our culture is such an instant gratification culture, but that's not how our lives with Christ are. There, there's gratification in the end and in the process, mm-hmm. but it takes a while. And if we can just wait for that and hope for that and walk in that, we can see the goodness of the Lord, but good things take time. And we're always trying to impart that to our students. You know, we tell them a lot of them come in in their sport and they understand, man, I'm going to be sitting on the sidelines as a freshman and or until I, you know, build the muscle, build the skill, understand the systems. And um, I'm still going to be a competitor my first year, but, but it may not be in the capacity I was in high school. And they understand the time that it takes, but sometimes they don't apply that to their faith. So we're trying to help them apply that to their faith. Like if you can just sit down with the Lord daily and enjoy him and you can walk in Christian community for a while, like you will see fruit. It just takes a while for good things to grow. And, mm. and that's our hope that they'll, they'll walk in that. Yeah. Amen. Wow. That's good stuff is deep. That's good stuff. Well, I know that one of the things too, that you guys, and not only in terms of, you know, really focus on discipleship and helping them grow in the basics of their faith and then continuing to grow, but you also outreach. I know you guys have done mission trips and, and one of the mission trips that you, you guys have been great with for over the years, you've helped get college athletes from Idaho State University to our FCA camp to be huddle leaders in the summer. What have you seen the impact of these huddle leaders when or these athletes, when they go serve at FCA camp? And I know we're still trying to get you to come to camp, right? I know we're talking <laughs> next summer, right? I hope so. Yeah. But you've helped send a lot of these kids, you know, the athletes at ISU to, to serve as a huddle leader, you know, on a eight, nine day mission trip up here at the, at the camp, you know, when it used to be in Oregon and then since 2010, since that regional camp's been here. But what have you seen God do in these athletes because of that? Well, I think, first of all, we just believe in the camp and what it does. We think getting away, setting yourself apart to hone your craft, which we feel like the high school athletes are doing, but then also to do it in a community setting where they can talk about God, talk about life. And that's just powerful. And I think our students, I think the two driving factors for them is one, they wish they had that when they were in high school. They wish they had people speaking life into them and encouraging them and challenging them and, um, and just being real with them. And so that's like a huge driver of why they go. And then two, they, when they come back, their friends that have done it, they just share the stories of lives changed and impacted and, and how they themselves have been impacted and in, in just their growth with the Lord. And so, um, it's not a hard sell anymore. It's a, it's more if their coach lets them have the time off and their family, then they're in. And so that's the, you know, but moms, moms miss their kids after they're gone all year at college. So, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to steal a week from mom sometimes is challenging, but yeah, um, but it's a good, it's a good wrestle to have. Right. Well, we thank you so much for over the years, man. There's, you know, Zach Johnson and we could go on and on and on, right? Trish and all the other ones that have been here. And then even the ones that you brought that came this last summer here in 23. So 
Well, folks, if you're just joining us here today on Heart of the Athlete, I'm visiting with Daniel Miller, who's on staff with the Chi Alpha Ministry uh, down in Pocatello at Idaho State University, who also oversees the FCA uh, ministry outreach out, out there. Daniel, you, uh, you're you not uh, foreign to being an athlete. I know you were involved in sm- sports and, and were a swimmer, but tell us tell us a little bit how you got involved in sports as a kid and um, how all that started for you. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I was a rambunctious little guy. So my parents needed to keep me moving. They tried baseball, but it was just too much standing. And so, you know, swimming was nonstop for an hour and a half to two hours a day. You know, you barely rest on the wall before you push off again and go. So I got really into swimming. And then um, soccer was also constant movement and then basketball. And so those are the three main things that I did. And um, I loved it. I did I did some track, but when it conflicted with soccer, I ultimately chose soccer over track. And but I loved the I loved the team sports of basketball. I loved you know playing soccer with my buddies and and just all that that the camaraderie and everything it built. And then I think too, just being challenged every day to push harder was really fun. And then swimming was a great it's a great physical outlet, but also you know it's fun in swimming. You race against other people, but really you're always racing against the clock. Like your, your goal is to beat something and which was yourself and how fast you could go. And so I loved that challenge. I loved, yeah, the, and it really helped me with my other sports too. So I loved sports growing up and that was a good, it was really good. You know, I got a chance to be in a family that loves sports. So. How fun. So swimming swam through high school. Did you swim beyond the, beyond high school? Um, I had a had a lot of offers, but things didn't quite work out, and and so ultimately chose not to. But it was really fun. I love the path that God put me on. I don't think I'd be sitting where I am today, and I definitely would not trade that for anything if I um, had gone down another road. So totally content. I actually had a student ask me today, what, if what was my biggest regret? My only regret is that I did not figure out how fast I could be in the hundred butterfly. I wish I would have known my ceiling, you know, it was the max I could push it. But, but outside of that, you know, I don't have any regrets. So. Right. Well, that's cool. I know, you know, I, I can see how you could be a, a great swimmer because you're taller, you got those longer arms and legs and <laughs> Daniel, tell us a little bit about how you came to surrender your life to Jesus. Yes. I was so privileged to grow up in a Christian family and um, my parents, you know, they fought a lot of battles that I didn't have to fight. So I got to grow up in just the goodness of Jesus in our home and the peace that he provides. And I think for me, I did not, I didn't have to struggle with some of the things my friends did. And so for me, that was powerful because I was able to just see like, you know, talk to my friends, like, why are they struggling with certain things? And my hope and my identity was in Christ instead of in, you know, the th- my accomplishments and accolades and things. And I think because of that too, I was able to accomplish a lot on the worldly side because I wasn't, my hope didn't rest in it. So I could play free, you know, I could swim without fear or worry of failure. And um, instead I just got to walk in the freedom of Christ. And that was powerful. I think coming to college too and having a lot of options what life could be about and realizing that a life lived for the Lord is more powerful and more real 
that was the thing that really kept me on the path with God. I think having just real encounters with the Lord, you know, sitting in my room, praying over something, and then just kind of knowing the answer deeply in your mind. And you don't know why it doesn't make logical sense, but then you choose it out of faith. And then you see how things work out and you, you keep doing that over and over again. And, and you realize you're running a, a beautiful race in life and, and you can't take any credit for it because God is just so good. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's, that to me is how I, how I stayed a follower and just grew deeper. And I feel like I haven't stopped that. I feel like every day I'm growing deeper with the Lord. And I was actually thinking about this earlier this week, you know, someone said, asked me to describe like how I love God as a student from another country. And I said, the best way I can describe it is when I stood up with my wife and made my vows to be married, I thought there was no way I could love her anymore. And that wasn't my capacity for love was completely at the max in my love for her. But it's amazing after all the experiences I've had with my wife and raising kids and the ups and downs and things, I love her so much more than that first day we met definitely than the day we got married, just the growth um, has expanded my capacity for love. And I think that that's what's happened with my heart with the Lord is like every day he's expanded my capacity to love others, but also him. him. And uh, yeah, so I feel like I just am growing in love constantly, mm-hmm. which is weird to think about. You know, when I was 20, I was like, you know, felt like I was maxed out on all those levels. But now, you know, 20 years later, God's just, keeps growing us in love. So, yeah, that's so cool. Well, I imagine your, your experience as an athlete, as a swimmer, and then just the things that God taught you as a young believer. And through that time, you know, the, I mean, we all, you know, athletes and non-athletes deal with this performance-based identity issues and problems, right. Of, you know, we, we get identified by what we do or who, you know, and, and not, not necessarily whose we are in Christ, but it's like, you know, our job or how much money we have or don't have, or what car we drive, all those different things, our performance, you know, whatever our last performance was. So I imagine all of that has helped you be able to connect with the college athlete. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a motto here at our local group. We say we're more than the number on our Jersey. Um, and we have that, we talk about that every week because we want to just remind ourselves, like, we're, that's not our identity. Our identity comes from Christ and, and the power of freedom. Like our world is so bound up by so many things, the fear, worry, anxiety, stress, um, you know, performance, all that. And you can play your sport so much better when you're walking in freedom, when you're not worried about what your coach thinks and mm-hmm. you're worried about pleasing God. It's so much easier because. He says we're his beloved, you know, and, um, yeah. and that makes it so much easier to play. Yeah. Yeah. When you're free and, and joy, you know, pr- you know, the, just the, the pure part of the sport that God created, you know, God, God created that and being able to compete freely is such a, a key thing, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. well, you mentioned something here, just, just, uh, just a little bit ago about stress and anxiety. And then we know that's a, Seems like it's a, it's a reoccurring topic that comes up with a lot of people, but it, obviously the college athletes and college students as well. How do you address that, you know, and minister to them and give them a biblical Christ-centered perspective on how to deal with stress and anxiety? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, stress and anxiety, they come, 
um, at different times, different seasons for different people. But I think we're living in a cultural moment of, of anxiety. There's this interconnectedness in our world and, and people are, we're able to see so much that it, I feel like it, it kind of doesn't leave any student untouched that there's this like base level of anxiety that's, that's happening. And yet the Bible talks about how we're to be counter to that, that we're to walk in peace, that the Lord is our peace, that, that, you know, that we, um, the battles we fight, they're not against flesh and blood, but they're against principalities and powers of darkness. And, and that what I feel like what we're really facing is, you know, spiritual challenges um, to peace. And so what we, we talk a lot here about how God is our peace and that our peace doesn't come from what we can produce, but our peace comes from who we are. And so we try and really help student athletes center in on who Jesus is and, and how he is our peace. And, you know, culturally, I think we're living in a, in a high anxiety moment because, you know, the, the systems we created to insulate ourselves and from the world to, to try and have comfort or to try and have, you know, peace or safety or security, those things seem to be crumbling. There's this appearance of crumbling, but I think in reality, they were, they were more like a false sense of security. We were never really secure. You know, there's, there's no security outside of Christ. Like it's, um, this is kind of like, a yeah, false walls, you know, paper mache walls that we, we put up. And, and as we see holes punched in them, I think the, the emotional response is constriction. Like you want to pull through yourself tight and, and hold yourself tight and, and try and build more quick walls um, to protect and insulate yourself. But in reality, what we need to do is surrender more to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in that surrender, we find that we don't have to be our own salvation. We don't have to be our own protector. We don't have to create our own hope. We don't have to create our own security, but instead he freely offers that to all of us. Mm-hmm. And um in that space, what's so cool is there's such a realignment of values. Your value becomes eternity. You know, you place on the helmet of salvation, you know, so it guards your thoughts knowing that you're saved. Like it just guards your thoughts. And <laughs> our world is, is so open. You know, you open your phone, you see get a thousand random thoughts, you know, pop at you. And um, I think just that, that helmet of salvation guards our thoughts and gives us peace. And um, then we know we're clothed in his righteousness is, the breastplate of righteousness. And that's what we talk with our students about is, Hey, you can, anxiety doesn't own you. It's not something you have. It's not part of your identity, something we face, but we overcome because we're conquerors. And the Bible says we're even more than conquerors in Christ because he's conquered all. So that's how we walk. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. We need to, uh, you know, that's, that's a really freeing and comforting message, you know, what you just talked about there. And I, more of it, you know, we, that needs to be, you know, spread, right. In terms of the peace that Jesus brings and, uh, and our confidence lies in him. Well, well, I, you know, there's so many different things in our culture, you know, even, even our, 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 our phones, right. When my battery gets low, it's like, okay, where's my charger? You know, it's like, and yeah. uh, it, it's like, you, you mentioned that in terms of not necessarily that specifically, but just, you know, just things in our society and our culture that uh, little things that can, you know, produce that kind of thing. So, well, hey, Daniel, man, the time has flown by here, but it's been so good to have you on Heart of the Athlete today. And uh, 
man, I just appreciate you taking time to to visit with us today. I know our listeners are super encouraged by what you got to share today and and just what God is doing on the on the campus you know, of Idaho State University through Chi, the Chi Alpha ministry and using the ministry of SCA. And so thank you so much, you know, for all that you do in the lives of those college students, not just the athletes, but the, all the college students there at ISU. And thank you for all the years. It's been fun to, to know you all these years. And, and I've been down there to visit a few times. And so thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It's absolutely a privilege and, and a joy. So thank you, Ken, for everything. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You